Hi, everybody. You're listening to Coffee Talk at the Castle with your host, Alyssa. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally not going to have you guys listen to me sing the rest of the episode. So, uh, hi, welcome to Coffee Talk at the Castle. This is your host, Alyssa. We are tuned into episode 11 today, and we are going to be talking about Christmas in July. Oh my gosh, my heart is so excited for this. I love all things holiday. It just, it really, oh, soaks me in. And can I just say this? So you can be a fan of Thanksgiving, but still want to put your tree up before the turkey comes out. If you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Um, You know, my tree goes up right after... The pumpkin comes down actually that night, to be honest with you. I'm already like taking things down on Halloween so that I can just put things up November 1. So love the Christmas spirit, love everything about it. And to just like totally mesh that with Disney is just perfection in my opinion. I love all things Disney. I love things Christmas, you know, all the corny stuff, all the beautiful decorations. And I think it's, you know, of course, every Californian's dream to have a white Christmas. So how can we not talk about Christmas and Disney without talking about Snope? So this episode is just kind of going to be a whole bunch of random things, if I'm being really honest with you, because every time I was thinking about something or jotting notes about something, I was like, oh, I can't have a Christmas episode and not talk about this or this. So This is going to be a little scattered episode, and I just want to warn you right now of that. So let's dive into this episode about Christmas. So there's a ton of different facts out there right now, Um, whether you watch some of the behind the scenes documentaries that Disney Plus has, or you've just been following different specials that I feel like Disney does, or anybody that loves Disney and Christmas do. Um, There are so many facts about Disney World and Disneyland, all the decorations, all the things they do. So I'm just going to spitball some of them for you right now. Over in Disney World, you have approximately over 1,300 trees. That's right. Big, small, whatever it is, around 1,300. It takes 150 semi-trailer trucks to haul in all those decorations for Disney's 24 resorts, four parks, Disney Springs, again, this is all for Disney World. This is not including Disneyland. This has 15 miles of garland. You have over 1,300 wreaths. Again, there seems to be a number here with a 1,300. But (laughs) you have 1,300 wreaths over at Disney World. All of the lights that are decorated in that park and Disney Springs, they're all 100% LED. You've got tons of different gingerbread creations. Of course, I can't mention it without talking about the Grand Floridian Gingerbread House. Now, I myself, I don't resort hop over at Disney World as much as I really should. But um, I have not been able to see the Gingerbread House in person. From what I've heard, the impeccable life-size Gingerbread House is amazing and always on point. You also have the carousel over at Beach Club that is beautiful and always great with details. And of course, the contemporary has the Cinderella Castle, which is always great and magical. And you know, it's the contemporary, which also houses the tallest tree over at Disney World, which is 70 feet tall. So I think this goes back to staying at resorts. I've said this in a few different episodes about splurging, whether or not you want to stay at a resort during Christmas time or not. And 
at Christmas time is gonna be that holiday. It's gonna be that if you only had one time of the year to spend your money on a Disney hotel, it's gonna be that time over in Disneyland. Of course, I'm gonna rep- like I I have to recommend the Grand Californian. There is so much just holiday cheer and joy that is stuffed into this Grand Californian hotel. And there's something about sitting in the lobby, music is playing, you have the beautiful light from the ginormous Christmas tree, all the all of the decorations surrounding this, feeling warmth by the ginormous fireplace. You got your hot cocoa or even a hot toddy in your hand. And it's just it's can you just see it? Can you just feel being in that lobby and if you don't know what I'm talking about even just google some pictures and I'll try to share some pictures as well but it is just majestic is how I'm just going to put it and that is just a little taste of some of the the resorts over at Disney World too and if you're gonna do it I'd say stay at a deluxe resort over there but um they go all out I mean they really do as as you just heard me say with the contemporary, they have the beautiful Cinderella gingerbread castle, as well as the tallest tree. I mean, Disney is not skimping out here. So it really brings an extra dose of magic to your trip. And I think that's what it's really about. And spending your money where it really counts. I get it. I really do. But there's something about that magical, like just walking into your hotel and it's just like, wow, I am in Christmas. I'm in a Hallmark movie right now. Like, what is going on here? There's no way. you Again, the perfect mix between Christmas joy, Christmas cheer, and all of the magic that Disney has to bring is wrapped into those hotels. So I'm going to just round it out by saying, if you can, if you're trying to save up, save your money to spend in a Disney resort at Christmas time. It is definitely by far the best time to spend your money. It is the most expensive time to spend your money, but it is good. It is, you're getting the bang for your buck for sure. And it's, it's really easy to just spend my time over here in Disney World, but I'm just going to go back to Disneyland. Let's go to the OG here. So there's a lot of things to talk about. Again, like I said, it can be overwhelming with all the things Christmas. You can kind of tell in my voice I'm speaking fast because I am so gosh darn excited about this episode. There's just so many fun things to talk about. So um, first, I have to talk about the holiday rides. There are rides, specifically in Disneyland, I feel like that brings a whole nother level of joy to the holiday season. The most iconic that, of course, we have in Disney World does not, gotta be the Haunted Mansion. You know, Jack comes out, changes everything up, Oogie Boogie got his little shakedown going on. It is one of the best things I feel like that happened to that area. The Haunted Mansion definitely... It's great by itself. It's a great ride. I love Haunted Mansion. I love the OG. There's nothing wrong with that. However, the overlay of Nightmare Before Christmas just brings it to a whole different level. It completely changes what the traditional Haunted Mansion is in such a unique and great way. If you haven't gotten the opportunity to write it for the several years it has been opened, I definitely say you got to do it. It shuts down in the early fall to make sure because it takes a little a lot to redo this ride to do this whole Halloween through Christmas special overlay for Haunted Mansion. But it's 
fun. It's they, I really think they could not have done it better. And the way that they changed the, the centerpiece gingerbread in the party scene, if you know what I'm talking about, they really look out for this gingerbread in the dining room table. You have the party scene, you know, where she's blowing up the cake, the ghosts are all dancing. There's a giant gingerbread house that is made every single year and it's switched out every single year so keep your eye on that I love seeing all the details that they put in there um, all those little easter eggs or things that they pay homage to it's Disney does great with that and the overlay is just ugh, it's great and part of me questions why Disney World hasn't done it yet I feel like there's a good reason for it but I just haven't heard one good enough <laughs> yet um the other overlay that we have to talk about small world. So a lot of people don't kind of, I don't know, I think they forget about the small world holiday overlay, but it's beautiful. All the lights, it's just, it's stunning and it's really picturesque for sure. I'm not going to spend as much time on the holiday there because it is what it is. Like uh, to be honest, Haunted Mansion has my favorite holiday for sure. But then you got to go into Jingle Cruise. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it is Jungle Cruise, but switched over to Jingle Cruise. It's got a fun holiday twist. You have a lot of Santa hats or gifts kind of mixed in into the sets. Now, it'll be interesting if they do that. I I haven't really heard any clear cut what they're going to do for holidays for that ride. But since they did just change it, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they hold off on one more year, but it definitely is a fun one. I remember obviously doing Disney World and the U is crossed out and of course replaced by an I symbolizing it is Jingle Cruise and you have all these fun Christmas lights strung up and it's just it's a fun time to go at night and you really get to experience like you're walking through a um, jungle river Christmas tree lane like <laughs> mashed up all on Disneyland so it it's fun do expect long wait times for that at nighttime. So if you're not really caring or you're okay to see it and not all lit up, then you can definitely see it in the day. But nighttime, it is very busy because of all the holiday lights going on. And now we'll take a quick ad break. So this week, I just wanted to give a shout out to all those businesses that are listening in. I would love to give you a little feature on Coffee Talk at the Castle. If you want to message me at Coffee Talk at the Castle on Instagram, I would love to talk to you more about how we can do a featured spot on an episode or even more. Thanks so much and hope you guys are enjoying the episode. So let's get back to it. Okay, and <laughs> every episode, we got to talk about the food. You can't not have a Disney episode and talk about food. You can't not have a Disney holiday episode and talk about the food. And to be honest with you, I'm going to kind of keep it short because it is so easy for me to spiral. If you listened to my last episode about the pavilions, I think you could tell I was spiraling about Japan because I was so excited and so obsessive over Japan. So <laughs> I love the snacks during holidays. I'm a, I'm a foodie and it's one, you know... Okay, side park here. Merchandise, yes, I will do honorable mention here because the merchandise, they most of the years, they come out with great, great creations, new designs, fun colors. I love how, you know, it's always going to be green and red, but yet somehow I still want to buy that spirit jersey every single year, no matter what it is. And they are hooking me, whether it's buffalo plaid, regular plaid, now it's candy or candy canes. I mean, all of it. I need to have all of it, which is so weird for me because I am not a merchandise person. Like I've said, I am a foodie. 
So for me to want to get the Christmas stuff, I mean, I feel like I have more Christmas merchandise in Disney than I do any other merchandise because I just, it's Christmas. So my favorite holiday mixed with my favorite company, I guess you could say, (laughs) mixed together, had a baby. I love it. I want all of it. So let's talk into those snacks though. Okay. I'm a sucker for peppermint. I love peppermint, which is probably another reason why I love the holidays. So one thing I feel like people kind of toss aside is I got to talk about the peppermint ice cream. Ugh, going to Gibson Girl and getting a scoop of peppermint ice cream with a chocolate dipped waffle cone covered in smashed up peppermints. Oh, so delicious. So festive. All the things just makes me happy. I have to go to Jolly Holiday and get a gingerbread cookie. To be honest, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because I'm gluten-free and this last holiday I didn't eat as many things in Disney World and of course Disneyland wasn't open so I couldn't get my traditional stuff which clearly the waffle cone has gluten in it and the gingerbread very much has (laughs) gluten in it. So I'm going to try to figure out some good things for a holiday (laughs) but yeah, they are those are good. And I have to say, I I like the Disneyland gingerbread better than the Disney World. It, I feel like it kind of looks different. Definitely tastes different in my opinion, but it could just be my bias of, ugh, it's Disneyland. The other thing that Epcot has going for them, though, is, of course, another festival. Cannot talk about holidays over at the Disney parks without talking about Epcot's International Festival of the Holidays. And this is by far, I've been to more of these festivals than any other festival at Epcot. And I love it. I I mean, Epcot does great with their festivals. I love being able to eat around the world, drink around the world, try things I wouldn't normally try. And I love immersing myself in cultures and their heritage, their traditions during the holiday season too. You know, it's not all Christmas there, so don't feel like you're like, oh, I'm missing out. There are some really great religions or just cultures that you can touch upon. And it's just fun to like experiment and just be like, oh, okay. So I'm not saying everybody order the same thing and try that. No, I think it's fun for everybody to kind of order their own thing and then share plates, eat it family style and eat family style around the world. It's so good. And there's always the classics, you know, there's tons of inspired red and green food choices at restaurants, but also all the little like huts, the little tents, all the, you know, little things that get set up for that festival. Check them out. Check, you know, check out. I feel like Disney Food Blog does a great job at making sure they they eat all the things, drink all the things. So if you're questionable of like what I what you'd like to enjoy, definitely check out different blogs, different Instagram reviews or whatever you want to do before spending your money. I get it. But also it's a great place to just be spontaneous and just if it looks good or if they keep on sh- schlepping out the same type of food item, it probably is a good item. So why not try it, right? You're in Epcot. So be spontaneous there. And Epcot also has the holiday cookie stroll, and that's a fun one too. Um, getting different cookies from different areas of the world and their holiday cookies. Great tradition. Good for sugar. Good to pair it with a beverage, adult beverage, if you may. Um, the frozen martini, in I think it's a frozen peppermint martini or peppermint mocha martini. I don't know what it's. It's just good. Over in the France um, pavilion is 
delicious. I always grab one of those. I'll definitely share a picture of those, but it does not do it justice because it is so good and so easy to drink. It is for sure dangerous. I can see myself enjoying that with a crepe this winter time. Hands down, easy decision. I've, I've already got a meal right there, right then and there. And so with that being said, make sure to look out for all the different specials. A lot of the things do change yearly. You know, they get a buy. But then there, you've got your iconic things like the Yule Logs, which have a November as well as a December flavor. Most years you have, again, like I said, the Gingerbread Man. You have some special sugar cookies that come out. Just a lot of the, the normal stuff is there. And then they have their other stuff where it's like, green and uh, red frosting on cinnamon rolls or just a fun take on churros. I've seen them dipped too in the chocolate with peppermint. Oh, those ones are good. Yeah. So before you go to any of the parks, I would recommend scoping out. Normally Disney does a great job at letting you know what's available for the holidays, the start and end dates. Um, I know the Epcot International Festival this year is going through November 26th through December 30th and normally they do that so that the New Year's Eve festival like the parties going on doesn't interact with the um, international festival so somebody trying to get the last day of like the festival isn't crashing with you know the party for New Year's Eve and I think the cookie stroll normally goes past New Year's if I believe so but I don't quote me on that to be honest with you but yeah Check out the food before you go so you know you don't miss anything. Or check out all the Instagrams of people blogging about all the food, all the great snacks, and the drinks. Don't forget about those tasty holiday drinks, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. So there's a few switch-ups that happened last year and potentially could happen this year. Some of them have already been, you know, changed up. For one, the party over at Disney World, Very Merry Christmas, has been replaced by the new Disney Very Merriest After Hours, and that's going to be through November 8th through December 21st. Um, So it's more of like an after hours party with uh, 20 rides slash attractions available with shorter wait times, of course, because it's a ticketed uh, event only. You are going to be able to do a special firework. So if firework shows are your thing, this would definitely be a giant perk for you because you get to only see it during this special ticketed event. And it's one of the minis, wonderful Christmas time fireworks. So yeah, special show just for that. Um, Tickets do go on sale at Disney in August. Hopefully I do have to do a quick mention because this is for any of you that are listening um, in the future. This is mid-July, and the tickets for Oogie Boogie sale literally just went on sale, and that was a nightmare and a half. So I'm hoping that that does not go over to the launch for this ticketed event over in August, um, because that will not be fun, and there are a lot of angry people. I am not one of those because I did not get tickets to the Oogie Boogie Bash. Um, We don't do that because of Reagan's peanut allergy, but I know a lot of people are disappointed with how Disney handled that one. So moving on from that, (laughs) back to this very special Christmas. So things that have changed, again, there's no lights on Cinderella's Castle over in Disney World. The lights are being replaced by projections. I think this happened last year too. But because the holiday season overlaps with the 50th anniversary over at Disney World, again, I got to stress this, I'm talking about Disney World only. 
It has turned into beacons of magic to celebrate the 50th anniversary during the holiday season. So, again, no lights, just cool projections. And I'm sure they're going to have a projection show for the uh, holiday party as well with the special fireworks. Now, another thing that is kind of in the gray right now, we didn't get true. Disney just released their plans for a holiday, but there wasn't, there was a major thing I should say that was left out. It wasn't talked about at all. So it doesn't, doesn't say if it's going to happen and doesn't say that it wasn't going to happen. And I think if a lot of you guys know what I'm talking about, like you'd be like OG fans of Disney, the candlelight processional. Oh, so if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it is a very special thing that Disney does. Um, Disneyland, most times it's only two nights in December. It's very, it's a small ticketed event. And you can still be in the park while it happens, but in order to, like, sit down, get a reservation, to, like, sit there, it's really fast. There's not a lot of room, so don't expect it to happen. The processional um, in Disneyland happens on Main Street where the train station is. It's on the steps. They use that kind of as the bleacher or, yeah, stadiums. And so people are sitting over where the flagpole is to get the view of the choir singing. And... I'm just going to paint you a picture again. We're just going to talk about Disneyland's right now. I hadn't seen it in person since, let's see, I've never seen it in person, always talked about. But in 2019, I was there in early December, which is normally when it happens. And um, we were sitting over at Carnation Cafe. And I was with my in-laws, with my little girls and my husband got all quiet, really dark because all this, the, most of the street lights turn off. And all of a sudden we see Main Street, like the street itself, if you're looking down at the castle, like slowly light up with candles. And it was beautiful. Like you're hearing these haunting voices like of this choir. And some of them are cast members, which I find really cool too. But you, I'm just painting the picture of... This choir, all holding candlelight, slowly walking as they're singing to you. And it's just, it's so peaceful. And I am just, like, I'm I'm envisioning right now. Like, it is just one of those moments where you have to stop whatever you're doing just to be in what they're doing. It is, I think I have a quick recording of it. And I'm sure you can find recordings of it on YouTube. But it was truly one of those moments where I had I didn't even know it was the candlelight that night until we got into the park, and uh, it was beautiful. It was so majestic. I'm gonna use that word again to hear all those voices, and we got a, a few sneak peeks. I forgot who was hosting because that's the other thing too is there's always a celebrity there, so a lot of people like to be there to kind of out those celebrities. And to be honest, there's been a lot of celebrities over the years. So you've had John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, James Earl Jones, Dick Van Dyke. You have John Stamos, Chris Hemsworth, Neil Patrick Harris, um, Jody Benson, which all you Ariel fans, which I'm not one, but <laughs> Jody Benson was actually one of them too. So um, a little history on this candlelight, because I, I feel like I could just do a whole session on this. So is uh, you have a lot of celebrities that are doing narrators. Normally, there's a 50-piece orchestra. You have now, you have cast members as well as guests in made up in the choir. 
It actually somewhat say that it started in 55 because they had a group of 12 uh, Dickinson carolers that were performing in the parks. And then it changed around 58 to where they were walking down Main Street. And some of them were actually on the, um, when they started this, they actually started and ended over on Sleeping Beauty's balcony, which I feel like would be really pretty now too. But over the little back history in 58 is when they started circling the flagpole, which they said everything was perfect about that, except nobody could really see them, the choir, because they were circ- or the they were circling the flagpole. So there wasn't a great advantage point to see all these the beautiful voices that were singing. Um, now, back in 82 is when employees were able to join. And I, again, I think that is such a cool thing about this whole setup is that it's not just some school, not that that wouldn't be cool either. It's not just some, you know, professional choir. You actually have cast members that are joined in for this amazing event. Now, over at Disney World, they have the same thing. However, it's a little bit different. You can see it more often. So I feel like the Disneyland is a little bit more intimate because you experience it over in Disney World and the theater over in the United States Pavilion. So it's not, again, as picturesque as walking down Main Street to the train station. And I I don't know. It's just... Oh, I can see it now. And it's just so beautiful. But it is very beautiful to listen to, too, over in Epcot. So there's nothing wrong with that. Again, there's no clarity on whether it's going to happen again this year. Last year it was canceled. So it'd be sad again. I understand all the rules, but it would be sad if it got canceled again this year because it is such a great thing to see. Epcot, again, has more shows definitely than Disneyland does. It actually started over in Magic Kingdom in 71, and then because it got so big, it moved to Epcot over in 94. So, yeah, that's a fun little tidbit about the Candlelight profession, uh, Processional. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll share some of my videos. Um, and then definitely, if I can't find mine for some reason, I will share some YouTube or just some Disney photos from that. Because it really is a beautiful experience. And if you can snag a ticket to Disneyland, I would definitely do that. But I know Disney World, again, I remember seeing it as a little girl. It's still a great experience and beautiful voices. And the orchestra is always amazing and flawless. As I said at the beginning, there is so much things, like so many things I could talk about for Christmas. But this is just Christmas of July. So this is just a snippet of all the holiday that is to come this holiday season and all the future holiday seasons. So with that being said, I am going to wrap this up because I was intending on this being a little taste of the holidays just to get us through because, you know, we are halfway to holidays as Disney reminded us this week. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into this episode and I appreciate you tuning in every week. Please follow me for more content over at Coffee Talk at the Castle on Instagram. I'd love to hear any of your holiday stories too, as well as any fun or not so fun stories at Disneyland so I can share it over at the podcast. Now, if you do listen to this on Apple, please feel free to leave me a rating. I would much appreciate this. And thank you so much again for tuning in. I hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye.